Today's date is January 6, 2023. Ventura! Yes, Satan? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You sounded like someone else. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil, he took Jesus to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, jump off of this aluminum rock. For the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil gave to Jesus to a mountaintop to show all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil gave to Jesus, you can have all that you see if you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Hello and welcome to this is an official Godcast, and this is episode three. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. My name is Ron Johnston, and tonight we have a special night. I am here with Flightworks Mary, of course, and special co-host Punky Puster. And also, very special night, we have giving us testimony, MSM Liars. Let me introduce everybody. Uh, we'll start out with Mary. Mary, how are you doing tonight? Mary, are you there? Okay, we don't hear Mary. Punky Puser, are you here tonight? 
Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Honky, is that you? Yeah, can you hear me? How are you doing tonight? Good. How about you? How's everything going? Fantastic. I, I, I think we lost Mary. Are we missing her? We'll try and figure that out on the fly here. But uh, tell me about how you're... Whoa. Did, did you bring your flamethrower tonight? <laughs> I don't have one of those yet. Yet. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I was afraid you were cooking hamster tacos or something with your flamethrower. Gosh, lizard tacos. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so uh, the show, you know, it's been really good. We had a rough start. And honestly, I was like, not today, Satan. It was all, you know, the technology problems. And uh, it was just a disaster. But I just pushed through. And I said, you know what, God? Like, this is your show. You know, just you're using me as your vessel. And, and I know... You know, we're going to get this. And then yesterday's show went pretty smoothly. So, um, you know, it's just like we're all new to this. You know, I never thought if you'd asked me four years ago, I'd be here today. You know, I'd be like, no way, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, it's just it's amazing to watch all of this, all, all of these wonderful people come together, you know, in God's name. It, it's beautiful. It is amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I never thought um, even two months ago, I never thought I'd be sitting in this chair in front of a microphone. Um, so yeah, I can understand. And you know, we're, we're not going to hit the ground running. Uh, we're going to have a couple bugs to work out and figure it out. Maybe by the fifth or sixth show, it'll go real smooth. But <laughs> until then, we're going to run into some stuff. Oh, of course. And I think even like, you know, people who have been podcasting for years, they still run into problems. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. And that's not meant to. And it's like I was telling my husband the other night, I said, my testimony was messy, just like the show. And I think that's just so profound. That's just the way God works. Like it was messy, you know, and, and now it's my life has just changed for the better. And, and I think the same thing's going to happen with the show. It started out messy and it's, it's just going to flow into something beautiful. I have no doubt about that. So about your show, tell me a little bit about uh, what days they're going to be and times. So right now, um, I was doing Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. And Tuesday and Thursdays, um, I was going to do 6 p.m. Central Time, but Nikki's got her show, Knickknacks, and I don't want to, like, run into that, you know. So I think I might switch mine to 5 o'clock Central Time. It might be a little bit easier for me, too, so I can, you know, do dinner and everything afterwards. Um, okay. And then Saturdays, uh, my husband's going to be on the show with me, and that's going to be like more of a conspiracy theory. And we're going to do that after the Little Bear, Big Bear show. So that's going to be 10 p.m. Um, Central Time. So that should be fun. We're going to do that one tomorrow, and we're just going to you know, go off the wall crazy. So tune into that. And there might be some language uh, with my husband. He can't control himself. <laughs> so I might have to you know, just put a forewarning on every every Saturday podcast. So. Mr. Puster, so, control yourself. Can you hear me now? Hello? Yes. Hey, there she is. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm good. How is my sound now? Uh, it's a little light, but we hear you okay. okay. Well, I can can everybody hear Mary? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, Mary, we were just talking about scheduling and shows and... Uh, and uh, Mary was getting into that scheduling a little bit about it. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, Punky, your first show, absolutely amazing. Um, I really enjoyed it myself. 
that you gave your testimony on your first show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That I wanted to put it all out there. You know, I feel like if somebody's going to listen to what I have to say, they have to know me. You know, I'm as real as it gets. I told Matt, my husband, I said, you know, I'm not even going to go back and listen to my podcast because then I'm going to critique myself and I am my own worst enemy when it comes to that. So I'm just, what you see is what you get. Like I'm raw. I just put it out there. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm not going to apologize for anything that I say. You know, the, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Well, what we see is beautiful, is right? Well, thank you. <laughs> so Mary, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really, you know, our sound check works so good. So I don't know what happened there, but um, we're eventually get it figured out <laughs> at some point. It's all right. We're in no hurry. We got our whole lives. That's right. This we is uh, this is the first show of the year, and we got 51 left after this one this year. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get it figured out. <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm really excited to have uh, MSM telling his uh, testimony tonight and uh, so excited that Punky's on here to co-host with me and um, we'll try to see if we can get uh, in some trouble tonight. <laughs> yes, Punky, I am so glad you're in, uh, filling in here for Mike Perky. Mike, if you're listening, we miss you, buddy. We can't wait to see you next week. Next week, Mike's yes. going to be giving his testimony. That's going to be very exciting. Um, but I mean, you can't lose. We got Punky Puster, right? Yeah, I heard that flamethrower. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't even know what that noise is. That's a flamethrower. I hear it again. I think she's cooking oh. hamster tacos. <laughs> Mary, you've been busy all week working on a schedule. Do you want to tell us about that? Sure. So um, a lot of the people here with uh, that are with, you know, Bards Nation here have uh, started some podcasting. So I just thought, well, you know, I'm really like spreadsheets a lot. So <laughs> I just developed one for my own use, but it seems like it might be helpful to others as well. So I've just got everything listed out with a specific time, mountain time, central time, Eastern, and each day of the week and which podcasts are um, on right now that a lot of the um, people that listen to Bards FM have started. And I have uh, posted this in the Godcast Telegram room. So uh, any of you that have Telegram, you can certainly look up there to get it. Otherwise, um, I can give you my contact information and I can certainly email you the uh, spreadsheet too. So um, I think it's it's kind of helpful that it's laid out so you can see who's on and when. And uh, I mean, there's, a, there's only so much time in the day, so. And MSM, are you here? I am here. I usually don't. That's a good thing. Until spoken to. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was starting to sweat for a moment. I was going to ask Punky to uh, rewind and do her uh, episode number one and give us her testimony. So it's a good thing you're here. We would have had to put Punky on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Is the sound okay? You sound great, yeah. I can hear you fine. Okay. Ladies, can you hear them? Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. MSM, you were on the Kilted Christian show last night. That was a great show. We all enjoyed it. We love hearing you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I yeah. love going on with Duncan. He's he's a great person to sit and just have conversations with. And Punky and MSM, you guys were both on Scott's New Year's Eve show together. Yeah, that was cool. Yes, that was amazing. That was awesome. 
And is that still on the YouTube channel? It got uh, put back up, yes. They, okay, they took so it down. Scott appealed with a nicely worded letter that he read on a <laughs> bar the other night. And they, they put it back up the next One way day. to put it. Yeah. Well, you can they considered something about that as being uh, important, whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, about Jesus, you know. Got to watch it. Right. Well, yeah, that's interesting because uh, I saw a video not too long ago where I think it was Kyrie Irving had uh, Jesus is Lord on his headband and the media had obscured it so you couldn't read what it said. Oh, wow. No, yeah, they don't they don't like Jesus. They don't mind too much if you talk about God. But if you start talking about Jesus, they don't like it. Yeah, just shows the power of the name, right? That's pretty telling, right? Yeah, that's very telling. Well, if anybody wants to see that, you can catch it on Bards FM on their YouTube channel, and it's um, it's pretty cool. It was a really cool night. So, yeah, it was. I missed it live with everybody. I was dancing that night, so I missed it. You were dancing. I was dancing. Square dancing? Oh no, I don't square dance. <laughs> I dance like a white guy plays basketball, so you'll never <laughs> see <me> dance. <laughs> Oh, I swing dance and ballroom dance and country dance and uh, all kinds of dancing. So, Mary's multi-talented. I'm mosh pit. That's about it. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the show here. Um, before we get into prayer, uh, just a couple announcements. January 13th, that's next Friday, a week from today, we're going to have Godcast's very own co-host, Mike Berkey, giving his testimony. And then January 20th, we're going to have Boilerman09, a.k.a. Jason Stillman. He is a longtime Bards family member. He was uh, an attendee at the Bards Fest. He was Kilted Christian's very first guest on his show. And he also was at the Bards New Year's Eve show. And then a uh, big announcement on January 27th, we are going to have Duncan of Kilton Christian here. Uh, if you don't know who he is, somebody must have hit you in the head this morning. Uh, everyone here should know who that is. He's going to be here January 27th. So you don't want to miss that show or any other show for that matter. And then on February 3rd, I have come in to give his testimony. The one, the only, the Con Lee. He'll be here the first Friday of February. And uh, tonight after this show, don't don't forget, there's plenty more going on at Podbeam at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. We have the Conley, his show's going on. And then at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, Bards FM, 10.30, 9.30 Central, we have Kilted Christian. And then at midnight Eastern Time, 11 o'clock Central Time, Bards, Fishers, and Men. So we got plenty going on tonight on Podbeam. You don't even have to leave here. It's beautiful. You can just stay here all night. Right. Uh, okay, so let's get started. Uh, Punky, are you going to lead us in prayer tonight? Sure, absolutely. I'd be honored to. Fantastic. All right. Uh, if you all please would just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we humbly come to you tonight. Um, we ask that you please be with all of those January 6th prisoners who have just fallen to the evil uh, treachery that surrounds us today. Um, Lord, please help them while they're just being wrongfully imprisoned for standing up for what they thought was right, for our freedoms, and, and for standing up against all those who wish to do nothing but imprison all of us, Lord. Um, 
please be with their families tonight as well, as they have tonight as a constant reminder of just all the unrighteousness and unlawfulness that's happening here in our very own country by our government. Um, we ask that all of those who are in prison right now, the January 6th prisoners, that they take this time to reflect in their own lives and, and to lean into you as they struggle through these hard times that they face, Lord. We ask that you please help our country. We ask that you help all those who are asleep to just open their eyes so that they can see all the things that we see, Lord, all the evil that surrounds us. Um, Father, we thank you for bringing all of us here together tonight so that we could gather once again in your holy name. Uh, we ask that you please be our guide tonight. Uh, be with MSM as he gives his testimony. And let us speak for you, Lord. Let us be your vessel. Let us share your truth and all of your love and your glory for all those who are listening. Lord, um, everything that we do, just let it be for you. Uh, we ask that you heal all those who are sick tonight or who are hurting, whether they're sick physically or just struggling mentally. Lord, just please be with them and give them the strength and the courage that they need to keep moving forward. Uh, Father, we thank you once again for all of the blessings that you have given us. Please just be with us and guide us and, and place that hedge of protection around all of us here, Lord, and all the listeners. And uh, let us continue to be the light for you so that we can light the way for others. And we say this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ponky. Yes, thank You're you welcome. very much, Ponky. Uh, my dearest friends, let us not forget we're here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And with that, I'm going to give you MSM. You have the mic, sir. Tonight is your night. Well, thank you. Thank, um, thank you for being here. We appreciate no, you, brother. Yeah, and, and I want to shout out, first of all, to all these wonderful people that are podcasting now. It's amazing that you guys have picked up the mantle and and continued to reach other people and reach out to people with your testimonies and what you guys do. It's an incredible, yeah. it's, in, it's incredible to watch happen. Um, it is incredible. We, you can see God's hands working in everything. It, it's truly beautiful. You really can. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for me to even talk about myself. So you know, I, I was on with echoes and talked about, gave my testimony a little bit before, but it's always been difficult for me to, I guess, talk about myself because of my checkered past, I guess I would say, um, which it's different with the audience here because I know that a lot of you guys have been through a lot of crap in your lives too and made a, long, a lot of wrong decisions along the way. So it's, uh, it's both humbling and um, it's a positive way to go about it. The fact that uh, everybody can can accept the story for what it is because you guys know who I am now, I guess with the interactions that we have online and, and with the show I do with Duncan. So it makes it a le little bit easier to uh, talk about the stupid I w uh, that I've done in the past. Um, you know, I, I lived in Kentucky my whole life. I was born here. Um, it's interesting because um, I remember a lot of weird details about things that have happened in my life in my past. Um, like I remember September 4th when I was four years old, the first time I learned how to ride a bike and it was a little yellow banana seat bike that I rode in my backyard of my parents' house out here in rural Kentucky. And uh, like, I just remember it so, so vividly, 
but yeah, I was, I was born in Kentucky, lived here my whole life. Um, my dad was a steel worker. He had kind of a rough upbringing instead of my mom. Um, they were both parents of alcoholics or children of alcoholics who had really a lot of, uh, issues growing up. So they didn't, uh, they didn't know how to interact with each other real well. They got in a lot of screaming matches and fighting and everything else growing up, which th they were able to resolve as they got older in life, which was a good thing because they, they ended up staying married. They were married for 50 years. But, uh, wow. yeah, I, uh, a long time. yeah, yeah, it's a long time. And, uh, you know, it's terrible the way my dad went out with the, with the shot and everything, but, you know, it is what it is. We can't do anything about choices that other people make, even if it affects us deeply. But, um, so yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I didn't, uh, because where we lived, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I was never, uh, in social circles. I was never, uh, part of cliques or groups, which I didn't really appreciate until probably about 15, 20 years ago. Once I got older, you know, when, when you're younger, you think, well, why can't I be a part of this? And why can't I be a part of that? But of course, now I, I realized that that was God giving me the strength to do what I need to do now. And uh, it's pretty amazing because uh, I did have one good friend until about the eighth grade growing up. But uh, he, you know, he was the only kid that ever came over that I went to his house and, and stayed the night. And uh, he actually died in the eighth grade in a treehouse fire. He had a, uh, he had a, you know, treehouse his dad built for him and he had a kerosene heater in there and he lit the heater and fell asleep in the treehouse oh, and it ended up catching the treehouse on fire. Um, yeah. Yeah. It burned 85% of his body and he was in the hospital for about two weeks before he passed away. Uh, his name is Keith, Keith Swingo. Wow. Well, that's traumatic. Yeah. A little redheaded freckled kid that he, he was my only friend until about the, Seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade, when I when I met my bandmates that I was in music with afterwards, but uh, so that that was kind of tough, you know. I didn't, I never really had any friends until then, and uh, which, it, you know, it's funny looking back because I didn't really notice, you know. You don't, I, I guess, when you never had it, you don't have anything to really not have, so you don't really aware, you're not really aware that. Uh, that you're missing something. But, you know, as I got into middle school, I, I, I became friends with probably not the right crowd. And, uh, I think probably about 13, 12, 13 years old is when I started smoking weed. Um, you know, and that, that and the music, it just led me down the wrong path. So from, from about 13 to 16, I, I was smoking weed all the time. I started taking LSD and mushrooms. Let's see. Um, which is interesting. My sister sent me a text this morning laughing. She said, did you get arrested when you were 16 with your buddy, Dave? And it, it brought back that memory big time because I sure did. Um, we were at a party. It was July 8th, uh, 1993. And we were at a party and we were drinking. I was, uh, 16, 17 years old. We were all drinking and, uh, I had this bright idea because I knew people that grew weed. So I said, Hey, let's, let's go get some weed. Cause we didn't have weed. So we went to, uh, the grower's house. We stole a plant out of his backyard, about two pound plant. 
And of course, we're drunk. So we go stop at the gas station. And uh, there were three girls there that we thought were pretty interesting and we wanted to meet them. So we talked to them and ended up following them back to their apartment building. Well, they went inside to change or whatever. And we were sitting in the parking lot and the cops pulled up behind us and got out, smelled the alcohol. They were like, well, what are you guys doing? And, uh, you know, I had literally two pounds of weed sitting in the back seat next to me. <laughs> So he's just like, what's what's in the car? It smells. And I just lifted up the, uh, we had it under a grocery bag and I lifted up the bag. He's like, get out of the car. So the, uh, <laughs> the kid that was driving was 21. I was 16. My buddy Dave was 16. He ends up kicking the cop's window out. He went all belligerent, went crazy on the cops, which was fortunate for me and my buddy Dave because he ended up getting charged with everything. And they called our parents to just come pick us up and get us out of there. So that was an interesting story. Um, I didn't go to jail that night. I went to jail three other times, but not that night. Uh, you know, and and the, the once you get into that situation and into those into that mindset, there's this constant conflict within you of of the good versus the bad. And when you start choosing that bad road, it just escalates. It tends to go downhill from there. And that's exactly what happened. You know, we started playing metal music and, and it was more anger probably than anything. I became angry at God. I became angry at life. Um, the music may have influenced that some, but it was that inner conflict more than anything and me giving in to the demons inside of me um, to the point where I would, I would just start fights with random people for no reason. You know, a lot of the crap that we see stupid Antifa people do and I was doing back then. Oh yeah. So and and I watch them now, but these guys are in their twenties and thirties doing it now. I'm like, you guys just never, you never matured. Like they didn't mature at all. And at that time, you know, I didn't. I wasn't mature. It was all Pantera and Sepultura and Slayer and Slipknot and 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 just getting into trouble and you know, egging cop cars and just just doing the wrong things constantly. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a bad road to lead down. And then you start, you know, mushrooms and LSD, and then you start doing other things. And then, well, these things weren't so terrible. And then you start doing pills and, and, and putting pills on top of alcohol. And it just, it just leads to self-destruction. And I was definitely on that course, um, you know, bankruptcies, because you, you take out loans, you don't pay them. You take out credit, you don't pay it. You use credit to buy drugs. It's a nasty, nasty cycle. And uh, it, it becomes so godless. It really does because you're just given into all the ego and all the urges of the flesh. So it's, and, and I, you know, I see why it's so hard for people to break away from that. And I don't, I, I don't want to say that I found morality in it, but I almost did because of the way that I used to treat other people. And there was an incident where me and a bunch of buddies were all tripping on LSD and we were at this party. I think we were probably about 20, 21 years old. And uh, this one bigger guy that was there was messing with this kid that was there. I mean, there were kids, they were all the same age, but uh, he was messing with this guy there and he, he scared this guy so bad that uh, just, just messing with him, just constant messing with him. 
to the point where this kid's like curled up in a corner with blankets over top of him trying to hide. And of course we're all tripped out. Nobody knows what's really going on or what's happening. And, uh, you know, me and my buddy, another buddy of mine walked, walked out of the house and walked out back and we were like, dude, this is so wrong. And I don't know, seeing somebody like I had not had empathy for anyone until that very moment. And I remember, remember feeling so vividly like this is feeling his fear and uh, feeling the emotions that he was going through was so vivid for me that it made me start searching, I guess is, is a good way to say it. Cause you know, if you're not seeking him, you're not going to find him. And, and I think that's what made me really start searching for something more than this world. It, it shattered my ego to see this guy so afraid. Um, God will use was, anything, you know? What's that? God will use anything, so... Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just such a profound experience, and I'll never forget the kid sitting in the corner curled up the way he was and, and feeling how afraid he was. And, and it made me start questioning things. I mean, I'd always kind of... I've always lived on the outside of, of, of society, so to speak, Um I got paddled when I was in fourth grade. I think I've said this before because we, we did the stupid nuclear drills where we had to get under the desk because Russia was going to drop nukes on us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was fourth grade. My teacher's name was Mr. Holbrook or, or Mrs. Holbrook. I can't remember because I did fourth grade twice. But <laughs> so he, you know, they're making us get under the desk. I'm like, I'm not doing that. He's like, what do you mean you're not doing that? I'm like, if a nuclear bomb's going to go off, it's going to kill us regardless. I'm not going to get under my desk to try and hide from something that's ridiculous. So I, I ended up calling him stupid and making a big deal out of it and getting paddled for it because I wouldn't get under the desk because they was, wanted us to be safe from a nuclear bomb. A lot right. like the mass thing now. <laughs> so, so you're basically a rebel since day one, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's okay to be a rebel as long as, um, I, I, you know, in Absolutely. I, Jesus, I, I think Jesus was the biggest rebel in history. He was. He really was. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, and definitely. if your heart's on Christ, you naturally rebel against the world. It's just, it becomes instinctive. Like you don't, you just don't want anything to do with the world anymore. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, getting to the point where I finally was able to hit my knees, um, so I had a few bad relationships. Of course, no relationships work out good when you're doing drugs and drinking all the time. It's just, it's a, it's a disaster waiting to happen no matter what. <laughs> so I'm sure that many of you have probably been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I basically hit bottom is what happened to You get to the point where I don't have anything else to live for. What is the point of even being here? And, uh, I remember real well, um, my, I had a little, little Mazda truck, a little B2300 truck that I was trying to pay for or whatever. And, uh, at this point I had been through a couple of apartments, uh, leases that I didn't end up paying that had gone bad, um, credit that I didn't have anymore down to just my truck and myself. Um, so I think 20, 24, 25 at this point, 26, I moved back into my parents' house because I didn't have anywhere else left to go. Um, the the uh, 
the drugs, they kind of just fell away, which is interesting. Um, you know, I, I got into the opioids and, and, and fentanyl and everything else. And I guess because I moved back in with my parents, I just didn't want to bring that disaster into their house because I did love my parents. I always did. And they loved us. So it, it, it love conquers all these demons. It really does. Yeah, that's so true. And, and, and finding something to live for really helps too. You know, I'm still using it this time, but I'm not using like I was. And uh, I remember walking out front and the truck was gone. It was just gone. I, I'm like, somebody stole my truck or whatever. That's what I'm thinking. Of course, it got repossessed because I wasn't making payments on my truck. But when you're in that state of mind, you, you won't admit faults to yourself at that, at that point. You won't look back. You won't look at yourself and go, no, that's my fault. I did that. There's, there's very little accountability when you're using drugs and alcohol. Um, so, you know, I just, I, I was done. The truck was gone. I had nothing left. I had lost my job and I just hit my knees in my parents' front yard and just sobbed and, and cried. And I, you know, I was like, God, if you were there, this is when I need you. Like I, it's, you know, and at this point I'm at, a, at a, I'm agnostic. I don't believe in the Christian God. I don't believe I believe there's more out there, but I don't believe in a God. I don't believe in religion. I don't, I didn't subscribe to it. Now, I always went to church growing up from the time I was little till I was about 12, 13 years old when my parents stopped going. I wasn't really sure why they stopped going, but they did, which of course that meant we stopped going. Um, so I had a background in it and I was really into it. Apparently when I was a kid, I did plays like Mary and Joseph. I did the Christmas plays with the church and all that stuff. I was in chorus a choir, I guess it was for church, but it, um, it never really sunk into me until I was at the point where I had nothing left to look at, nothing left to look for. Like I didn't, you know, the music, my band had broken up. I wasn't playing music with the friend, my friends anymore. And, and I just hit my knees and, and just begged him to change my life. And it, he really did. It was, it's, it's so weird that and he didn't change it he made me look at myself harder than i've ever looked at myself before which is a really hard thing to do when you're in that place and and through that really deep self-examination i kind of realized that that this is real that that god was real and that uh it really can impact you if you let him lead you and I, you know, at the time, I didn't even know what that meant, but I realized that it was real. Um, I guess when I really found Jesus was was years later. Um, you know, I got interestingly enough, the day after I hit my knees in the yard was the the next day. At um, me and my other friends had started playing music together, so. The other day we decided to play music and my buddy's wife invited her friend over to hear us play some music. And that it turns out that that's the girl I ended up marrying. Um, so the next day after I hit my knees, I met my future wife, which is pretty interesting. Um, who avoided me for months, by the way, <laughs> like good girls do. She was like, no, I'm not, whatever, whatever. And I think it was the day I gave up, like, no, I'm done. I'm not even going to try to pursue her anymore. She called me and wanted to go out. So 
Well, that's usually how it happens. Get married, have me babies, right? But uh, it's funny how things work out. (laughs) Right, it is. It is. So it took me a while to really get. You know, we started going to church a few years later. We had a couple babies, and I, you know, I started diving more into scripture. And, And a lot of times, you don't realize things until you have adversity in your life. So we bought this we bought this house that we lived in. Um, it was an older house. It was built in the 1800s, but we really liked it because it was an older house. It's something we both really liked. Was older architecture. It had archways and doorways. You know, um, as on like a small little two and a half acre plot of land. And we had our babies there, but then there were some really weird things that started happening in the house. Um, you know. You know we, we had our first kid at this time. And then there was a, a moment where we were in the bathroom together, just talking. And, and I said, Shauna, I got to tell you something and it's going to sound really weird. And I don't know how to explain it to you because it sounds really weird. But I swear in the corners of my, my vision, if I'm looking in mirrors or something out to the side, I see a shadowy figure sometimes. I was like, I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. And, uh, she kind of turned pale white and she said, okay, that's really weird because I've been seeing this too for the last couple of weeks. Oh, wow. And it, it freaked us out to the point where we took, um, our, our kid was actually spending the night at her mom's house when we were talking about this. And, and it freaked us out so bad that we left the house and went and got a hotel room because we didn't know what to do. And, and we started researching you know shadow figures whatever else and then we started looking into the bible and we we turned to jesus and we literally walked around our house and in jesus name lord in jesus name rebuke any evil that's in this house rebuke any demons that's in this house anything like that which eh, saying it sounds crazy to me as it as it does when other people say things like that sometimes but it's it's it is what it is, you know. It is our it is our story. It, it it did happen to us, but we never had an experience with that thing again. Neither one of us. That's so, exactly what you do. You did it, the right it, thing, right? Oh. And and from my perspective at that time, probably what was that? Probably close to ten years ago. I just couldn't believe it. I was amazed by it. You know, like wow, because. It just blew me away that it actually gave us that much peace. So it it really reassured both of us in our faith and in our strength for what Christ and what God can do for us. Fast forward a few years because I, you know, we're going to church, we're doing all the churchly stuff. We believe we're doing what's right. We believe we're in a church that has sound doctrine. Turns out it wasn't. It, it 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 turned out to be more of a prosperity doctrine kind of church. Um, so we left that church, but I needed to. He needed to show me how to forgive people because it's something that I've always struggled with. I tend to have a short fuse. I get that from my dad. I get that from our Scottish heritage. I'm sure Duncan can attest to that one. I can too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd walk into the into a room and find the biggest guy in the room and hit him. I don't care. I didn't care. I didn't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're Scottish. <laughs> yeah, 
Forgiveness yeah. always fell short for me. And I didn't, I didn't realize how important it was to forgive until my, my child got affected at a school. Whether it was abuse, whatever it was, he was talking to a counselor because something was going on there that we couldn't figure out. Well, it turns out that they were isolating him. They were, they were mentally abusing my kid. And to the point where the counselor, that, the, the counselor psychiatrist that we had him talking to because we thought things were going on with him, ADHD, we thought he was lashing out, we thought all this stuff was going on was him and not an outside influence. So she ended up having the school investigated by her state. Oh, wow. Because of his, because of him talking to her directly, right? And we don't know what was said. We don't know it was confidential between her and him. We arranged it that way so he felt comfortable telling her whatever he needed to tell her. So as a, as an angry person in general, to find out that somebody at the school that we were, it was a private school that we were paying for, was psychologically abusing my child was probably the most angry moment I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, I, I think we can all relate to that. I didn't sleep for five days because I was plotting where I was going to dump the bodies. I was plotting how I was going to kneecap them in the school for five days. That's all I could think of was what I was going to do to these people and how terrible it was going to be for them. How old was your child at the time? Uh, he was 11, I think. Okay. Yeah, 10, 11. It, it went on for one and a half grades before we even found out about it. So not only were I, was I mad at them, I was mad at us for not seeing the signs, for not thinking there's something right. inside going on here and not with him going on here. Because up until the fourth grade, this kid got straight A's. He never missed a beat in school. He loved school. He loved being there. He loved his friends. And then... Um, I actually found out about it on a field trip to the uh, to the ark of the to the uh, ark to Noah's Ark in Williamstown. We went oh, down there for a field trip, and it was an overnight field trip. We were allowed to spend the night there and everything else. Well, and he had always been really good friends with all of his classmates, and they were a private school, it was a small school of like you know 150 kids total in all the grades K through 12. You know, there's 11 kids in his class, and he'd always been. They'd always been super tight-knit. The whole group of them had always been really close. So we're on this overnight field trip, and uh, we're getting our sleeping bag set up, and we're getting ready to watch the overnight movie or whatever. And he comes over, and he's kind of tearing up. And I'm like, well, what's going on, buddy? And uh, he tells me, well, none of, my, none, of, none of my friends want me to be by them. They tell me I'm the annoying fly. That the chew fly go away. And I said, what? What are you talking about, buddy? They, you've... Uh, always been friends and he started crying real bad. I took him to the bathroom. I said, buddy, what's going on? I was like, they've always been your friends. What's, what's the matter? And then he told me, well, they, they, they keep putting me in, in the, in this place in the room where nobody else can see me and I can't talk to anybody. And they, the teachers tell me how bad I am and how dumb I am all the time. And they tell all the kids in the class to stay away from me. Cause if they hang out with me, that they're going to be bad too. And, you know, I'm in the bathroom and these teachers are out in the, out in the arc and I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to go throttle these people. Like I've been paying you to do this. My kid. So the teachers were doing this to your son. Yes. I'm, I'm oh, floored yeah. right now. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, absolutely floored right now. I can't believe yeah. this. I mean, 
and and I can see this school from my house, from my front porch. I can see the building. Like it's that close. It took everything I had to not destroy that place and those people. <laughs> You're a stronger man. Where's the flamethrower when you needed it? Well, and that's 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 where he had to show me how to forgive people. Because if 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 I didn't understand how he could forgive somebody that killed him and and did and beheaded his followers I needed to understand forgiveness because if I didn't learn it and I didn't understand it, there were going to be dead people because of it. <laughs> and I, and, and I was dead serious about it. So, you know, I fell into prayer on that fifth day of not, because I hadn't slept in five days at this point. I mean, I was, I was beside myself. My wife's beside herself. We can't think of anything and we're just praying and praying and praying. And finally, I just asked the question, Lord, why do I have to forgive these people? I don't understand why. I have to forgive them. I can't, you know, it's something that I can't do. And he said, be, I, he, and, 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 you know, when I say he speaks to us, when we say to me, him speaking to us is, is in our thoughts. It's in our heart. It's in the way he conveys the messages to us that we'll understand individually, whoever that is and however that is. But the message I received was because there's only one way to enter here meaning there's only one way to get in into the system when you die. You cannot enter the system if you have anger in your heart, if you have vengeance in your heart, if you have hate in your heart, because I am nothing but love and nothing but love may enter here. Yeah. And I showed you that when I was here. Christ showed us that when he was here. He showed us the way into heaven by loving and forgiving even our enemies, even these people that do terrible things to people we love or people we care about. Because if we hold it in our hearts, when we die, that energy goes with us. And that energy is not allowed in heaven. It's, and, and, you know, he set it up that way. So it is pure love when we die. And, and if you're not able to forgive, you're not going to get in there. And that's, that's, that's where I realized how important it was to, to live like Christ tried to live, not tried to live like, try to live like Christ did live. Right. And forgive these people. And, uh, you know, it still bothers me. It still bothers me that I can see that school every day and I can see them every day, but I don't let it into my heart in an angry way. I, I pray that God shows them how they did wrong. And so that they can come to terms with it themselves. Because if they don't, they, they're not going to enter there either. So yeah. that's, that, that brought me to the point where I am today, where I'm a calmer person. I'm not an angry person anymore. I don't get offended by things anymore. I don't let the world bother me the way it bothered me before that event happened, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's how I see you. I and, didn't know you before, but that's how I see you. You know, I see the light of Christ in you. I think a lot of us do here. So, Well, I appreciate that because I, I do try to be salt and light to other people, and I do try to forgive. I think so, sometimes even the other mods think I'm overly forgiving of things that people do. I'm like, I don't know. Let's wait a minute. Let's hold on. Yeah, yeah. 70 times 7, right? <laughs> 
but there's been many of mod arguments that you guys haven't seen where we're like, no, kick them. I'm like, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that one. No, I know. No, right? I, I was telling Mary earlier, I said, you know, when I first uh, found Scott, you were one of the first mods that I really, you know, started talking to and, you know, like you've just been wonderful. Like you truly are, you know, like one of God's people, you know, and I just kind of clung to you in the beginning because I didn't really know many people. And, you know, I got to meet you at Bard's Fest and, you know, like I am proud to call you my brother. You are you a, are good, person. a good, person. good person. You have a good soul, you know, and uh, you, sister. it takes a long time. You really time. are. And it, that's, you just can never give up on yourself, you know. You have yeah. to believe that God's got your back. And that's the hard part, you know, is just trusting in that. And, you know, I think we all struggle with that, but we're human. You know, God made us this way. And a lot of times we go through these these trials and it's just like, all right, God, like, you got this, you know. like, And you're just letting go of that. You know, we, we just kind of want to take everything on ourselves, have everything on our shoulders. And sometimes we just literally have to let it go, you know. Right. Well, I think. I think that's why it's important to understand. That's why he said that we're going to be persecuted for his name's sake. Yeah. When you walk in Christ, you're going to take it. You're going to take it on yeah. the chin and you're going to, you're going to blush it off. Like it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've said, you know, and maybe just even in just inside my, you know, set it to myself silently. Like, man, that guy's lucky. I found Jesus. Or, no, that yeah. guy's lucky I'm not the same guy I was a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I say about the situation we're in right now. Like, you know, these people keep pushing and pushing and pushing. They don't want to awaken demons in us that, that many of us have buried. Because sure. if they do, there's not going to be mercy left. Yeah. And that's a scary thought. But, I mean, if it comes to them pushing this country that far... When the real men stand up, we're not sitting back down. You know, and the difference is you have the Lord with you now. I mean, it, that's a big that's difference. A, that's a force. Let me tell you. Well, it's it's we no longer need numbers. We just need faith. Right. You know, if we're taking on the world as as a people, just the people without anything behind it, without the Lord behind us, then we're taking on a juggernaut that we cannot defeat. It has to be backed by God. It just has to. And not because we can't defeat the 600 people that run it. Because we'll go at each other. And that's something we just can't do. Even, even, even if crap gets nasty, it's something that we can't do. Because as soon as we do, they'll, they'll take advantage of it and use it to put us all down. I think that's what they were hoping for with, you know, the January 6th. They're just waiting for us to retaliate for all that stuff that they've done. And, you know, that's how I was saying, like, what is the purpose of that? Why are they keeping all these people in prison? Like, what? And I think it's because they want to get us riled up. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. but that's that's my story. That's how I got to where I'm at right now. Um, I found Bards in 2019. And actually, the people that brought me on are no longer with bards and no longer ever will be again. So <laughs> it's interesting the way things play out sometimes, but yeah. Well, everything's for a season. Don't you think? I do. I do. And I, I you know, when you're going through something, it's just important to realize that that struggle is put there for you to become an overcomer. 
He's not putting it there to put you down and to bring you down. He's putting it there for you to overcome it. That is such a good point and something that we really should remember every time we start getting into the weeds and things that, you know, okay, what is God trying to show me in this? Mm -hmm. you know? Right, because there's always a message. There's always, even as subtle as it may be, there's always a message there because God's in everything. He is literally everything. So yeah. there's always something to take away from it. Even if it's a struggle and it's a good time, there's stuff to take away from it. Right. It's, it's good to it's good times because it gives us hope. For you to take the message of forgiveness, I mean, that's, that's so key. I mean, that's, that is like the whole thing. You that know? was the hardest it's lesson I ever learned. Uh, agree. Me as well. But that was, and that was my turning point. Uh, it was forgiveness. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Scott touched on that, I think about a month ago, he started talking about forgiveness and, uh, you know, that that's when it really brought back everything back to me. I was like, you know what, he's right. Cause man, that was, that was my turning point, man. Once I found forgiveness, it was like, my heart just changed. Everything about me changed. It was, it was, it was a transformation. It was beautiful. It is the, it is the key to free you completely from this world. Yes, it really is. Yes. At least, at least for a lot of us, it seems, you know, maybe not, you know, there's always different messages and different things that people have to go through to find their, to find the God inside of them and to find God inside of them and Christ in them. So, yeah. It's uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's just interesting that, that it can be unique for each person, but it's, it, it has that far reaching effect for everybody together. It has a collective effect, you know. Well, thank you so much for your testimony. That was awesome. It's just a great testimony. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. I like I said, it's not it's not something I normally do. I don't like to talk about myself very much. So, but I it's hard. Fine. It's hard. It but it's well, a lot easier when you're talked about God. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah, it's amazing what God's done in your life, and and um, for those listeners. You know, that, that this is why you need Jesus in your life. And um, don't wait for tomorrow. You know, that, there's there's only one way to God, the Father, and that is through Jesus, the Son. And John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way. And yeah. what he means by that is he's the way to heaven. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. I literally just test just uh sent duncan that yesterday i think it was oh man because we were, we were just talking about that yesterday my favorite is ezekiel 36 26 it says a new heart i will give you and a new spirit i will put within you and i will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and i think that's really what our testimonies are all about you know that's, it's removing that's... all that bitterness and and just giving us that new heart and, and it's amazing because like uh and duncan duncan i'm sure can attest to this having used uh substances before when he changes you on the inside you don't want to use anything anymore it it Correct. it's it it is amazing it really is amazing how quickly he can clean you and make you pure and whole again oh yeah absolutely that's you know the fruit of the spirit is fruit i mean fruit comes from the tree right it's it it's an after thing that grows out of you know 
right. tree. So it's the same kind of thing when the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit. It's that's the reflection of Christ in our life. You know, it's it's amazing what he's done with a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing yes. that he can can take somebody and pick them up and use that person to be a light to the rest of the world and the other people. People you would have never thought possible. I mean, I never thought I would. And I don't know scripture like, you know, Jeff and, and you guys and a lot of you guys do. I, I I know it. I've read it. I try and live it. But I can't I can't bust them out like you guys can with, with the verses. It's impressive all the time. It always impresses me how quickly you guys recall that stuff. But uh, Well, I had that copied just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're cheating. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> It, no, it's 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 amazing though um, the way he works through us. When, once once you let him in and once you start looking for him, he is there, like right now. Yeah. So, Talking so about the this. fruit. God. Go ahead, Punky. Go ahead. I was just gonna say John fifteen five. I am the vine, and you are the branches. You know, like we. It's just how everything just fits together. You know, it's just it's just amazing to. To just watch all of us here just grow and and have this chance to be together. It's just, it's amazing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It really right. is. It really is. Yes. Uh, so if uh, everyone here, let me see, there's 32 people in chat. Um, and I, I'm going to ask you that question. If you liked what God has done in MSM's life and you want that in your life, if you want to be saved, if you're ready to call upon the Lord, don't hesitate. Do that now. I'm going to open up our call-in. Um, if you'd like to call in, uh, we're doing Salvation tonight and every Friday night. Um, do that now. Do it today. Uh, go ahead and hit that call button now, and we can handle that this very moment. Uh, we're going to read Romans 10.9 here, uh, and I'll do so while I'm waiting for call-ins. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And we got Maggie Q. Maggie Q's called on. Maggie Q, are you there? Yeah, hey, what's up? But I do not have my microphone, so you might not even be able to hear me. I can hear you. I can hear you. You're a little light, but we can hear you. How are you doing tonight? Good, you know, well, I'm okay, you know, I, I kept, you know, I guess you guys have already heard me talk about it anyway on uh, Telegram, you know, things that are worrying me, you know what I mean? It's yes. The after the after so, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay, you know, could be better, <laughs> so I, I don't know, I, I kind of been telling myself lately, I just kind of have to push it off to the side, I guess. I don't, like, I don't know if you guys have any, like, any of you have, have went down the rabbit hole like I, I kind of did, so, you know what I mean? Oh, please explain. <laughs> I don't want to explain, because I don't want to scare anybody. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I understand. Um, are, are you saved? I I think I spoke to you and you said that you you you've told me that you do believe in Jesus and you've you've went ahead and professed that He is Lord. 
um, is it something you want to do publicly? Make it official. Yeah, we can make it official. Okay. All right. What what better place to make it official than right here on the official Godcast? So go ahead and uh, repeat with me aloud. Jesus is Lord. Hold on. There's a car right now. So I'll, I'll be right back. You guys can talk or whatever. Okay. We'll wait for you to come back. Uh, we've been praying for Maggie too, and it's so nice that he's here tonight with us. It is. Yes. It is. Um, when you read in that Romans, reading that, oops, I got an echo now. All right, I'm good. When you're reading the uh, Romans, yeah. it, it brought him up. He does save us, us for eternity. For eternity. Yes. But if you accept him, he also saves you in this world. He, he literally pulls you from the world, which is pretty amazing. That's the truth. So it is, it is, it is both physical and spiritual when he saves you. Absolutely. Like, like uh, I think Mary, you were saying that, that it changes your heart and it does change your heart. It does. Yeah, absolutely. It changes everything about you. It really does. Yes, Punky. Absolutely. The old, the old, the old man dies. And you're yeah. born again. Absolutely. Your perspective flips 180 degrees. There's a part right now that's pumping, but I, you know, I can say it that yes, Jesus is Lord. I do really believe that. <clears throat> also, he raised, he, he was, he was, uh, what is that word? He, he rose on the third day. Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. So, yes, and I actually believe that. You know, just like how. You know, there's people that don't even believe that, like, there's ghosts. And, it, and for someone to, to raise from the, the third day, I mean, you know, it's, it's wild. I mean, Jesus was the only one, I think, you know, you know what I mean? That, that came, there's nobody that came before him, nobody that will come after him that really, truly died and then rose from the third day. You know, you hear about those people back in, like, 1600s or whatever, they, oops, I might have a car. Hold on. Nope, I don't. But yeah, I mean, like where they buried them and they think they're dead, and then uh, there's a little bell in the coffin type thing. And you know what I mean? They have to ring it. Oh, yeah. you buried somebody alive. So, but no, he actually, you know. So yes, Jesus is Lord. I do believe that with all my heart. Oh, hold on, I'll be back. Nothing like working at a busy New Jersey gas station. Maggie Q is multitasking. On that. Maggie Q, he is in uh, Jersey, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, and I know he's got two jobs. He he cuts wood, and, and I know he cuts wood for long hours a day. I think he's told me he's cut wood eight hours a day. That's and some work, then, uh, And then Jersey is one of those places where it's illegal for you to just pull up and pump your own gas. So he's an attendant at a gas station, so he's, he's out there in the cold and uh, – Dead winter, pumping people's gas. Like, what a servant! <laughs> keeping people warm and keeping people gassed up in this weather is uh, not easy work. Talk about a goofy law, though. Oh, you're, yeah, you're not kidding. I don't think I'd live. I don't think I think I'd have to move if I couldn't pump my own gas. I'd feel weird. 
Yeah, I only I'm in Michigan and I only knew of one gas station that still did. They call it full service or they'll pump your own gas. I only knew of one gas station. They stopped doing it about two years ago when I drive by there now. They're it's one of those businesses that closed because of COVID. They're not even open anymore. Um, right. So I don't know of any in Michigan that even do that anymore. No, we had a couple in Kentucky when I was growing up and I was real young, but they they've gone away. Oh, I've heard that um, Oregon actually has a state law that you can't pump your own gas. That's how Jersey uh, is. Yeah, yeah, that's Jersey, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be something to try to improve employment or something like that. I don't know if it's still true, but. It's goofy. Well, your mm-hmm. next step after, after you've been saved, your next step is to get baptized. Um, so when Maggie Hugh comes on here, I'd like to say a prayer for him. And then um, we also need to give him the, that great advice that, you know, it's time to go get baptized. And after that, it's just a matter of following Jesus from here on out. And, you know, as uh, Jesus says at the end of Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission, you know, he tells us to go forth and make disciples in every nation and to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and and to follow him, uh, you know, follow his teachings. Absolutely. I always and say uh, we all have a calling on our life, but we're all called to spread the gospel. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's what we're doing here tonight. Well, do you think we should, um, we could probably start a little prayer here and then when he comes back on, Maybe That's we could um, do that for him as well. I know there's been a few prayer requests um, from people that I've caught during the week. So can you all hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if that's, you know, if that's okay with you guys, we can, we can just do that right now. And that when he comes back on, we can, um, uh, we can uh, have him profess how he wants to profess tonight that he's a child of god so thank you all right so lord i just want to thank you for for tonight i want to thank you for um just providing this opportunity to be together and um to use this technology in a way that you know just spreads your message and so we heard your message quite definitely tonight through MSM. And um, Lord, just thank you for John and thank you for the journey that you have um, brought him on. And thank you for giving him the courage tonight to step out and talk about it. And Lord, whatever, um, you know, I just believe that everything that you do, there's a divine appointment already set in place for someone. And so I just want to pray your Holy Spirit right into that right now, that whoever had needed to hear that tonight, that they will just wrestle with that with you, Lord, because, you know, wrestling it out is, um, it's just how we come to terms of who you are in our life and, and how much we need you. So, Lord, I just pray for that tonight, that that person will have, um, have a a time with you that's unbelievable. And Lord, I also want to lift up um, 
a few people here and that are listening and, and others that have, um, have reached out and wanted some prayer. Um, but I first want to lift up, um, I want to lift up the J6ers that are sitting in prison right now, Lord. And um, it's not lost on us this day. It's been two years. And um, we just ask, Lord, that you show yourself to them in some unbelievable ways through this trial. Um, I pray for just a strengthening of their spirit, a strengthening of their physical self. I pray for relief of any pain. I pray for um, courage to just be sparked up in them. I pray for encouragement to come from just unbelievable places that they wouldn't even imagine. And Lord, we pray that they will be freed, Lord, that the truth will come out, that the truth will reign. You know, your truth reigns no matter what, but we pray that your truth will just be brought out to those that need to hear it and to understand it and to be able to do something about it. And if there's if those things are on us, Lord, I just pray that we will be able to step into whatever you asking you are asking us to do ourselves and that you know maybe you're speaking to each of us to do something about it so i just i pray for uh just a peace over that every single person that's sitting there right now in the capitol and lord we want to lift up um we want to lift up our brother jeff's brother kevin who has been in ICU. Um, Lord, we just pray for a strengthening over his body. We pray that his, um, all, all the things, that his body would just operate in the way that it was created to operate. So we just pray against any form of malady that's going on with him. We just pray that out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also pray for Lavella and her health as well, Lord. We pray um, just a health blessing over all of Jeff's family and friends. And Jeff would also like to have a call out for prayer for all those that are lost. And Lord, we lift up them to you. I, I don't know you know, your plan for, you know, however we're working in that, Lord, because we don't see the whole canvas. But I just, I pray for those people who don't know you that will know you and that a seeds will be planted and, and salvations will happen. We just, we pray your Holy Spirit over all of the lost right now, Lord. And we also pray for Jason's son's dog, Charlie. He's been having some seizures, Lord, and we pray a calmness over that pup. We know how much we just love our pets so much. And they are really a part of the family for many of us, Lord. And so you know that. And you know his son's heart. And you know how much he loves Charlie. So, Lord, we just pray for uh, health over him and um, peace over Jason's son and peace over Jason, too. And thank you, Lord, for Jason that you have... Um, You've just reached down in his heart, and so that he's, the first thing he wants to do is ask for prayer, which is pretty awesome, Lord. So thank you for Jason. And C. Klein, which is Connie, um, her daughter, um, we just pray health over her as well. 
Um, Lord, we just ask for a big healing upon a lot of people tonight. It seems to be the, um, the thing that's going on here. So we, we pray for your health. That would just be upon Connie's daughter. And Montana Deb had reached out about some health issues. So we just pray. We pray for her healing and her body as well, Lord. And um, we just love that. You know, we just love our sister so much. So we just pray for both of them. And um, also we want to pray for Mike, our other co-host, who wasn't able to be with us tonight. Um, we pray for him and his family and we just pray a blessing over all of the activities and different things that he's got going on tonight and that um, your name would be glorified, which I'm sure it is with Mike. So, And then um, lastly here, our Mega Q, if you're here, um, you know, Ron can help you with that as far as salvation and we'll pray we'll pray that in as well but lord we just lift all these other things up to you lord and anything that is spoken and unspoken lord we lift that up to you and you know each of our hearts and so thank you for this time with you father in jesus name amen 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 amaka q are you still here yeah i'm here <coughs> Maggie Hugh. Brother, say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to have to be real quick. So Jesus is Lord. I believe he died on the cross for my sins and God raised him from the dead. That Jesus died on the cross for my sins and then rose from the grave three days later. Uh, that God raised him up. Yes. And do you believe that in your heart? Yes. All right, young man, okay, you're saved. I'm going to pray for you, okay? All right. All right, I want to pray for Maga Q here. Uh, guys, please bow your heads again. Holy Father, thank you for my new brother in Christ, Maga Q. Lord, I know this relationship is new. I know it's exciting for him, and I ask that you surround them with fellow Christians who can support him with scripture and joy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Ron. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. Uh, hey, let's not forget, we got a big week coming up next week with Mike. Uh, we look forward to having Mike here back. Uh, Punky, I want to thank you for coming in. MSM, I want to thank you for coming in. Mary, of course, it's always a pleasure you're here. Uh, I'm going to close this out with some music. Uh, we're about 15 minutes after the hour. We want to get over to Con Lee and uh, show him his dues. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. I love you for being here. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Um, and, and have a good week in the meantime. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you all. God bless. Yeah. Make sure you get over to Conley's show. He started about 15 minutes ago. So. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. 
Oh, 
And even in the madness, 
When I was young, you called my name. I tried to run, but still you came. And you stepped into the dark, cause that's just the kind of God you are. When heaven seems beyond my reach, you still see eternity in me. You're turning ashes into art, cause that's just the kind of God you are. It's in the empty tomb, it's on the rugged cross, your death defying love is written in your scars, you'll never quit on me, you'll always hold my heart, cause that's the kind of God you are, you gave me freedom from my sin. You told me I could start again. All I heard is dead and gone. Now we're your daughters and your sons. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. We once were lost, but now we're found. Forever you hold us in your arms. Cause that's just the kind of God you are. It's in the empty tomb, it's on the rugged cross, your death-defying love is written in your scars, you'll never quit on me, you'll always hold my heart, cause that's the kind of God you are, you are holy, holy, holy. to run but still you came and you stepped into the dark 
Cause that's just the kind of God you are. If I told you my story, you would hear hope that wouldn't let go. And if I told you my story, you would hear love that never gave up. And if I told you my story, wasn't
song praising my savior all the day long okay thank you guys thank you so much for being here and we appreciate you we love you and we can't wait to see you next week good night good night